Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, Unwritten Rule fans, you can catch us every Monday and Friday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Follow us on Twitter at Believe Unwritten and enjoy the show. On today's episode of The Unwritten Rule, Mizzou football is 24 hours away from its trap game against Vanderbilt. We're going to preview that, talk about what the Tigers need to create, uh, need to do um, to create that dream scenario of being 5-0 and headed into that LSU game uh, in a couple weeks. So we'll talk all about the Tigers game against Vandy. We'll do quick hits, and then we have NFL fraud rankings from this last week. So plenty of fun stuff to dive into. A lot of football um, to fuel the start to your weekend as you get ready for the mid-afternoon Mizzou game. Not a night game this week. Mid-afternoon Mizzou game. Um, so plenty to dive into. We'll get into it. And the unwritten rule starts right now. Attention. Everybody stop what you're doing. It's time for The Unwritten Rule, a Mizzou sports podcast brought to you by the Believe Network, alongside Peyton Haverman and Kenny Van Doren. Here is your host, Jack Knowlton. Welcome back to The Unwritten Rule. Today is Friday, September 29th, and Mizzou football is ranked. Mizzou football is flying high, headed into its Week 5 matchup against Vanderbilt. Kenny and Peyton, Remember the last time that happened? We talked about it during the SEC tier list. Uh, Mizzou at that time, back in 2019, I think we I think we all remember it well. Five and one, if my memory serves. Number 23, lost on the road to a Vanderbilt team uh, that then, you know, continued to, or caused, I guess, a spiral um, that Mizzou ended that season. Six and six. Now again, marching into the construction site this week in a similar position. Let's just start right there. Recording here on a Thursday, obviously, but two days out for you guys, a day out for for our viewers and listeners. How are we feeling headed into, um, you know, what we've what we've dubbed very much a trap game? We knew Memphis was kind of a trap game being in St. Louis. They overcame that hurdle relatively comfortably. We're going to talk about, you know, especially the injuries. I think it'll be a, a big issue heading to Vanderbilt. But how are you guys feeling headed into um, week number five and the the infamous Vandy road game? feeling better you know uh it seems like the injury situation has cooled a bit uh on tuesday i mean it it's felt like just about everybody was on the injury report even cook and um cook and luther they were both uh listed as questionable and Drinkwood says he gives them about a 50 everybody that's questionable about a 50 50 chance to play you can believe that if you want. I personally don't believe that. I think he knows their status really already. Um, and Callum McAndrew, um, he tweeted that uh, both Cook and Burden were full were full participants. Drinkwitz said they were full participants uh, on Tiger Talk. Uh, Ennis Wrightstraw and uh, Drayden Norwood appeared to be full participants, according to Callum McAndrew. Um so those are very positive signs. Uh, also, Brett Norfleet, we thought maybe his injury was going to be a bit more major. Um, turns out Drinkwitz expects him to, to possibly play this weekend. Uh, so really good news on the injury front. That should alleviate some of the fear from this game. We're going to get back to the Mizzou Vandy preview in just a minute. But first, quick word from our sponsor, Bet Online. Football is back, and Bet Online is your number one in information sport source for all your sports wagering and info with all the up-to-minute stats news scores and matchup breakdowns 
Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals from both the NFL and college football right at your fingertips with Bet Online's real time updates on statistics, news, and odds. From week one all the way to the college football playoff and Super Bowl, Bet Online gives you access to the best football promotions and contests available online. We love using their lines for our football fantastic four picks. So, Head to the website today and use your mobile device to get in on the action. Remember, use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. And now, back to the Mizzou Vandy preview. Two more that I saw in here, and you guys can maybe talk a little bit more about Makai Miller, but Darius Robinson was listed as questionable, and Kai Miller, and it, we, we see Callum always known, you know, noted this last year, is that the full, the full injury report comes out Thursday evening and so we'll maybe get a little bit more on that but um Makai Miller I think he was injured in that last game I I told you guys I didn't get to watch the full thing but what happened what happened there for him Makai Miller I mean he's just had um what what did they call it um I don't he had stitches in one of his hands um recently I think it was after the week one game and he's tried to play through it and he's played pretty poorly um, so I think they're just giving him a reset. And then Darius Robinson, nagging calf injury. He kind of re, re-aggravated it in the St. Louis game. They said they want to get him some rest. This might be the game to do it. Yeah, um, I think Peyton did a good update on on Miller. And that you guys, that, that was the first place I was going to go, which I think was natural for all of us. It, it was the injuries we saw. Um, you know, I think some some criticisms, you know, I kind of half joking of the 15 year old turf or whatever it was that they were playing that people said they were playing on in St. Louis. Um, obviously, you know, that's not the sole cause of all these injuries, but, you know, that's good to see some positive news. Yeah, well, I'm sure we'll get a quote tweet or something up this evening when we see kind of the full report. But obviously, you know, this team needs everybody to go to get clicking. Otherwise, I, I think they can have they can struggle against just about everybody. We've already seen it. Um, you know, that in the past with South Dakota a little bit and even middle Tennessee to some extent. Um, I want to turn to Vandy briefly because you two have talked about this, especially when we've done the fraud rankings. You guys were both fairly high on Vandy. Peyton, if I remember right, you picked them, I think, to finish above Florida originally in the SEC standings, which um, you know, I'm not I'm not trying to come for you with that take. It's just something I remember. And I know you've you've been thoroughly disappointed, especially in Kenny as well. But you know, th- there's obviously something that made you, you know, think that. What does this Vandy team have that can that can hurt Mizzou, and what has not maybe met your expectations so far this year that you're hoping Mizzou can continue to, you know, keep down in order to avoid the upset? It was more a I think Florida is going to be really bad this year. Take, but I still don't think they're very good. I think that win over Tennessee until I I see otherwise. Um, but Vanderbilt also, I mean, coming into this year, there was so much talent on offense. Uh, they have two really, really good receivers. Shepard, I think, is honestly among the best in the AJ Swan flashed a lot of talent last year. Um, he's just been a turnover machine. Uh, Vanderbilt's run defense has been just putrid this year. Um, that should be a point of emphasis for Mizzou. You might see it have to this Saturday, rather. Um, so, yeah, Clark Lee, I mean, he had things going in the right direction, but it seems like the progress has been lost this year. I mean, there's really been nothing to hang their hat on. Their two wins are against Art Deeks 
just barely hung on against a bad Hawaii team. Hawaii has still been just terrible this year outside of that game. And Alabama A&M, which FCS, I mean, that's just what it is. Yeah, on the offensive side, there's really just only two prime targets. You, know, you mentioned the two wide receivers there and Will Shepard and Jaden McGowan. Jaden McGowan's a sophomore, and he was incredible last season. I mean, he and Luther Burden were two of the best young wide receivers in the SEC. Um, he can do it. You did it on special teams as well, and he looked strong everywhere. Um, on Saturday, though, he, he didn't pick up a reception. Uh, so, that I mean, that's something to that keep an eye on. And a guy that really just kind of pops up, in that receiving core as well. Willie has 12 receptions this year is London Humphreys, who's a freshman, a big uh, wide receiver. He wears number 83. If you're going to keep an eye out for him, kind of showing up in those two games against UNLV and Wake Forest with over hundred yards in both. Uh, But his receptions are going up a little bit. He's looking to get more targets. Um, He has three touchdowns this season as well. So those, those are the three prime targets to keep an eye on um, for this weekend. Of course, it's going to be different without AJ Swan out there. And you talk about the turnovers, seven interceptions this year, nine turnovers total. Maybe that's another thing to keep an eye on just for Vanderbilt is to see if those turnovers might go down without A.J. Swan out there. Um, as the interceptions, I mean, you could go through and watch every interception. Maybe some of them don't get blamed on A.J. Swan, but maybe the interceptions go down with a different quarterback on the field. Yeah. Um, okay, turning, turning to Mizzou now. I mean, it was, you know, I think – Peyton and I talked about it. I think an overall good performance against Memphis. I, you know, I, I think we were pretty satisfied um, with what we got Forced two more turnovers on defense. I know that's a big thing. Offensive line. I mean, I think still doing its job for the most part. Those have been, those have been at least the two parts of the game that I've probably been the most concerned with or like, eh, you know, the, I, I could see more um, out of those, those parts of Missouri's team, but you know, in thinking of of what Vanderbilt can bring, what does uh what does Mizzou? What do you guys want to see out of Mizzou this time around? I I personally, again, want a third thing I'll add, starting off with another explosive play. I mean, we've had back to back games now, um, just two bombs by Brady Cook to to a pair of young receivers in Luther Burden, and then we saw Marquise Johnson getting on the end of I think this is the longest touchdown of the year now, seventy six yards, uh, in that in that Memphis game. What uh what do you guys want to see, and who maybe um you know, personnel-wise, do you want to see step up either side of the ball, special teams, wherever you want to go? The defense needs to get off the field quickly, like just faster. I mean, they've just given up too many third and fourth down conversions this year. Um, Luckily, they've been starting to force more turnovers, um, and whether it's Ken Seals or A.J. Swan this weekend at quarterback – you would hope they'd be able to maybe force another uh, personnel wise. Um, I'm interested to see how the D line holds up, um, especially without Darius Robinson. But really the main thing is the entire defense just got to miss less tackles. I mean, there were too many uh, slip tackles last week and that's been the major reason they have not been able to be as effective on third and fourth down as you hope. That's the main thing I'm hoping for. Offense, uh, get Luther Bird in the ball. Um, that's He's the playmaker. We've seen it. Uh, he's among the best receivers in the nation. I don't think there's any doubt. Uh, so you got to get your ball, get the ball in the hands of your best playmaker. Um, I expect to see a lot of uh, running in this game, whether it's designed from Brady Cook, although that may be ill-advised uh, considering – we heard this past week that 
Brady Cook got so badly hurt on that QB draw near the end of the first half. It was originally planned for them to bring Sam Horn out for the second half. Now, Brady Cook probably was like, I'm good. We can, we'll be fine. But you want to see them take less shots on the QB. Brady Cook's got to learn to slide in those instances. But yeah, most, the biggest thing I'm looking for, defense needs to get off the field on third down. Um, if they do that this week, should be no problem. Yeah, looking at that defense or the offensive side of the ball too, going off what Peyton's saying, um, I think, you know, Cody Schrader just building off last game is something that I've you know read about a couple times and just seeing the 8.8 average yards uh, per carry against Memphis looked good, 14 carries with 123 yards. That's something just to keep an eye on. I was looking more into what Vanderbilt's defense has been putting up because I read that it's, I mean, they're, the rushing defense isn't all that strong. Um Yards per play, they're allowing 5.68 yards per play. And that's in the likes of Ball State, Louisiana Tech, and New Mexico. So, I mean, you look at the logo of Vanderbilt, you think about the history that this football team has. It's still, you know, they're still dwindling in very subpar play. And you look at how much, how many yards are giving up per play. The, you know, total um, yards per game is also not very impressive. So I mean, you, this is an this is an opportunity for this offensive fire on all cylinder cylinders, and you know, show those explosive plays. I liked how you brought that up too, Jack. Um, that was one thing that we wanted to see two weeks ago, and they've done it the last two games. It's just you know who's going to get the ball in this explosive play to start this one. I love it. I love seeing it. It's such a it's such a great like the deja vu I got when Marquise Johnson ca- caught that on their first drive. Just a flashback to last game. Like it goes back to what I said. It's a it's an SEC type of play. It's like I, I was so frustrated through the first two games that they just look so bottled up, um, like bottled themselves up in their play calling. So it's just nice to see them unleash it. This team, like for how for how much we've praised the passing attack, for how great Luther is, they I mean, you, you talked about Cody Schrader, Kenny. He's leading the SEC in rushing yards like this team runs the ball a lot comparatively to their their conference opponents like Cody Schrader has those 403 rush yards and 65 carries. Nathaniel Pete, 44, uh, 44 attempts. He's got 186 yards, still waiting for, you know, some more production out of him. But like, you know, this, this is a, a team definitely not afraid to put it on the ground, which I think is, is helpful right now with how limited Brady is with his own legs. So, you know, I, I think that's definitely something to turn to. Um, I, I'm going to look ahead. I'm going to keep doing this, even though I say that I will regret doing this and, I'm going to keep doing it. There was, there was the piece of news. I do want to ask looking ahead. Kind of, were you guys, were you guys annoyed? Like I was to see, you know, regardless of how this Vanderbilt game goes that LSU now is an 11 AM kick in Columbia, or are you not really surprised at all? Yes. Jesus. I am. That really was annoying. Okay. I thought that should have been a night game. Uh, I thought it was ridiculous that it wasn't, I wasn't expecting the mid afternoon CBS slot. Okay. That would have been, primo like the game of the week and i wasn't mm-hmm. expecting that treatment quite yet for mizzou um 11 a.m sucks man like for fans i get tv wise it's not a bad spot it's better than getting the other 330 spot um 11 a.m on espn is like the first game of the day that a lot of people are going to watch but i was really hoping this would have gotten a night game treatment but it's not really an excuse either way. I mean, it's a sold-out game. People will be there. Uh, the crowd was great for K-State, and that was at 11 a.m. But 
it is also annoying for me because I'm going to be in the car like while that game is going on. Yeah, you look at those two night games as well. The six o'clock game on ESPN is Georgia and Kentucky. SEC Network game is Ole Miss and Arkansas. Those are one ranked team against a non-ranked team. Arkansas has had its issues this year. Kentucky's offense isn't meeting the the standard that we thought it would, and that's just kind of unfortunate. I mean, Alabama, Texas A&M could be a big game. Um, Alabama rolling in to face Jimbo, and now Max Johnson, a quarterback for the rest of the season. Yeah. And that's always going to be a fun game. There could always be an upset at Kyle Field as well for the 230. Uh, it's good they don't have the 3 o'clock game. That is uh, Florida against Vanderbilt. They're burying that game. That's what it always is. I'm surprised they probably didn't do it with Western Michigan and Mississippi State, which is also an 11 a.m. kick. Uh, overall, um, it, it made sense. It was either going to be 11 or 6. That's just the, probably the two time slots, and they ended up giving them the 11. Probably means that college game day isn't going to come to Columbia. And kind of looking at some of the other games that are going on that week, it probably made sense it wasn't going to happen. Yeah, isn't going it Red River that week? Yeah. Red River is that week, yeah. Yeah, so that that's that's the nail in the coffin. Yeah, I the, the okay, so – I, I wasn't sure if I should have been how overly annoyed I should have been, but I, I'm I'm on Peyton's side on that. I, I'm I'm a little bit, you know, I, I think Mizzou fans will feel a little bit slandered. I mean, that's you know, barring again, this is all barring disaster here on Saturday. Um, and we'll finish that off. But like this this is likely two ranked teams. I think it's a more fun matchup to me than Kentucky, Georgia, which is the one they put at six. I get Kentucky's also undefeated, but you know, is that game in Athens too? Yes, it is in Athens. Jeez, I I don't know. Of a slide. Yeah, I just I just don't I don't get that. Do you guys want to guess the line on that game? Uh, it's not out. Whose line is it anyway? Bet online. Bet online. Bet online. Bet online's line. Um, they don't have the line yet, but we could maybe just save it for later. I, I'm think because I want to know like this line might be pretty big. It's going to be. I mean, I, we can assume Georgia's going to win this one as well. Here's yeah. here's the thing. Um, I don't think the line will be some crazy large spread just because um Kentucky because they've played and largely handled their first four games even if they were bad teams they were playing um they they grade out pretty well metrics wise which I know the these lines weigh pretty heavily on um so I don't think it'll be big it'll be double digits maybe close to 20 um, especially because I think there's a that's big. Fan. Yes, but here's the thing: it's not. That's big be like for SEC. For for an SEC game, sure. What do you that's say? That's not 20? Vanderbilt. That's that's big. I, I, no, I don't think it's going to be twenty. No, um, maybe it's around um, two touchdowns, maybe close to seventeen in the fourteen to seventeen range. Um, it, there's also a non-zero chance Kentucky loses to Florida. I think Kentucky will win because I do think they're better than Florida and the game is at Kentucky, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but yeah, I still think it'll be a sizable line, not like a crazy eye popping line. And that game is. Yeah. Game, so. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the line will be, but yeah, I would guess Peyton's probably right. But anyway, yeah, I just, I, I wanted to turn to that because that, that was a scheduling thing that kind of annoyed me. But again, segueing back, you know, you got to focus on the team that's ahead of you. We hope that's what, you know, a coach who has struggled on the road and Eli Drinkwitz is doing. And Kenny, we talked about this before we, uh, before we started, we want to do one thing, one thing each to, to close it out that we're looking at from, we talked about this Vanderbilt team a little bit, but either, you know, I'll start. I'll start with Peyton, and then um, Kenny, and I'll, I'll go last. But 
Um, one thing, Peyton, you're maybe honing in, whether it's something you touched on already um, or something else from just this game that fans should keep an eye on. Yeah, no, I mean, the the thing I'm looking for on Vandy is whether it's Swan or Seals, can Mizzou bottle up those two receivers? I mean, Shepard and uh, McGowan, uh, who Kenny mentioned. <laughs> Not a fan of McGowan. Not a fan of McGowan. Uh, Kenny mentioned it earlier uh, with Shepard and McGowan. Um, I mean, those two are really dynamic. I think Shepard is an NFL receiver for sure. McGowan is still so young. Uh, but they have shown it, the in the past they can be explosive. And I, with how often uh, Blake Baker likes to blitz, there's going to be times where Cad and Ennis, assuming they play, are left on an island with those two. Can they hold up against them? That is the main thing I'm going to watch. Last year they did largely hold up. Uh, that's another thing. Mizzou was so close with Vanderbilt last year. I mean, that game almost got away from them. So I don't think Mizzou is going to overlook this Vanderbilt team. Um, and I think it comes down to, can they bottle up that potentially explosive offense? You talked about the defense a little bit, talked about the quarterback, talked about wide receiver. I want to talk about something different. Talk about Matthew Hayball, the Vanderbilt punter. This past week, he was a the Ray Guy Award punter of the week. And you know, for good measure, this is a very good punter. Uh, during Hawaii, the first week against Hawaii, his long was 71. Next week, long 54, 63, 58, 62. This guy Jeez. can boot it. Uh, he punted seven times against Kentucky for 352 yards. He's getting inside the 20-yard 20, the 20 line at 47% of his punts. Um, and, I mean, this guy can pin it. And this is probably something just Eric Link needs to keep his eye on about how to return yeah, against nah. this guy or how to let this ball go but it looks like he can pin inside the 20 and not let it roll into the end zone go to the youtube right before kenny just said that to see peyton is embodying like every mizzou fans agony at special teams that's a that's an important note i mean mizzou's done nothing in the return game so mm -hmm. if you add couple that with the fact that they've got a punter who can who can stick it that's it's a I little just, scary i wish there was a way we could find a link between the struggles on special teams for Mizzou. That's really, it has been a thing. You, you seem to say that a lot. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't it's, know what, I don't know what the I, link I, I could be. I wonder why that could be. I don't know. But um, nice, one, Kenny. Kenny. I never thought of that. Yeah. Special teams. That's why the Chargers, that one Chargers team never made the playoffs. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to turn to uh, a, a, a less, far less probably important factor, but I want to turn everyone's attention to preseason. I brought it up in the little intro I did. This is a stadium, you know, drinks struggled in road environments. And this isn't just any road environment. You guys, they're playing in a construction site here. This stadium is under construction. Their scoreboard's held up by cranes. And, you know, for, for a first true road test, I mean, I know Vanderbilt's, you know, it's not Death Valley. It's not Tuscaloosa. It's no, you know, widely well-known college football game day atmosphere. But, I mean, playing in a construction site, weird things can happen. I'm just saying. Mizzou's got to keep their wits about them on the road in a stadium held up by cranes in the middle of Nashville. What is your favorite uh, form of construction equipment? And do you think <laughs> it'll be at this game, Jack? Oh, that's a great question. You know, I think, I think Mizzou, Mizzou or Vanderbilt could use this to advantage. Just have a guy with like, like one of those big jackhammers, like that's really loud. Just make a lot of noise during a third down, maybe add to the, the fandom. I don't know. Blow a wrecking ball right through the, just work while just work during the game. That's what I would do if I was Vanderbilt. 
honestly, Jack, I mean, that's a good point to bring up. I mean, this is such a weird <laughs> road environment, and it's the first one of the year. Like, it's important, right. and we know Drink has had road struggles in the past. Um, so it's going to be – that's a good point, actually. Just don't get weirded out by the environment, uh, no matter how loud or quiet it is and whether there's construction work going on or not. I mean, just keep keep your focus. Locked in. Gotta be locked. Maybe it's a maybe it's a big day for Logan Reichert, whose nickname was Dump Truck in uh, high school. And if you guys <laughs> remember correctly, Eli Drinkwood showed up on a recruiting visit with a dump truck. Did he really? Armand, yeah, yeah he, he did. I think he did that with Armand Membu as well. There and you go. Maybe bring the maybe bring the dump truck to the game and just leave it there. Maybe that'll help them to get their stadium done faster. I mean, and Eli on. said before that Logan Reichert's been looking good in practice. He's competing for a go. spot on the offensive line. Hey, do big, we have a Brett? Do we have a do we have a Brett Norfleet update? Peyton had one. I, I did. I miss it. Yeah, he's probably going to say it fly. again. Oh, okay, he's back. All right, good. Sorry, I I I missed that. Mental listen. Lapse. Well, but yeah, playing construction site. Don't get weirded out by the environment. Drink. Maybe bring the dump truck. That's my that's my final stance. But yeah, Mizzou Vanderbilt three o'clock kick on the road. First true road test for the Tigers. Trying to go five and zero. Oh improve on where they were and not have a repeat of 2019. We will see uh, what happens with that. Shall we go? Let's move on to uh let's move on to quick hits with that. We'll see what Mizzou can do uh, on Saturday at three 30. Okay. Quick hits time. Kenny, take it away. Jersey of the week. What you got? Jersey of the week goes out to George Kirby, the starting pitcher for the Seattle Mariners on Tuesday during his starting against the Houston Astros foul ball went into the stands Mariners fan wearing a City Connect Jared Kalanick jersey heaves the ball back into play while George Kirby was on the mound. The ball catches George Kirby on the stomach of his jersey, and he looks around confused what just happened. And then you they pan over to the, the section where the ball came from. Kids getting escorted out. Mom turns around just chewing him out. I don't know if it's mom or just motherly figure, just chewing him out over it. Uh very unfortunate for that guy. He's probably not going back to Safeco for a little bit. Uh, but shout out George Kirby for being a champ, laughing it off. How how often how often does that ever happen, where they throw the ball back at a player? Not really ever. There was this one time that this little kid, the dad handed him the home run ball and he just chucked it back. I think I he had no some... idea. Like there's yeah. like little things like that where little kids don't comprehend what they're doing. But that had some intent behind it. Yeah, that guy was just a jerk. I, I like what I one of our friend. I think it was our, our friend of the show, Chase Madison, who just said, I don't know, maybe the Mariners should look at that guy. I got some velocity on that throwback. <laughs> maybe bring him in. Yeah. Outfield. Right? Yeah. Maybe it was the rookie of the year. That's all he mm-hmm. was. Fair enough. All right, Peyton. All right. My jersey of the week. This is kind of a crazy one. Um, so this is a tweet from Jazzery oh, yeah. Football, <laughs> which by the way. This account sucks. Do not follow these aggregate accounts, please. Um, But he tweeted, this is taking it way too far. New Mexico State QB Diego Pavia was allegedly caught peeing on their rival New Mexico's logo inside their practice facility. Um, This And there was a clip of a news report. Um, It does appear to show Diego Pavia, um, in fact, relieving himself. Um, upon New Mexico's logo in their practice facility. Um, as far as I can tell, nothing else has come out about this. Like, I, 
I figured the next <laughs> thing I'd have seen about this was, oh, Diego Pavia suspended. Um, but I looked it up. Still nothing, really. Jerry Kill, New Mexico State's head coach. I haven't seen anything from him on it. Um, it's quite the quite the thing. I'm interested in what Kenny thinks of this uh, because I know. Uh oh. <laughs> uh, I know he uh, is a big rivalry proponent. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm glad you said something over this JPA football guy. He's kind of a uh, square. <laughs> and these guys, these guys want to be aggregate accounts, and then they give their own opinions, and everyone's just like, "Just shut up, dude!" Like what you're saying yeah. does not matter. You're trying to be like a white knight, and trying to be like a a superhero and defend people it's it's just weird i'm trying Go to find to there was a fake news there was a game last year where diego pavia was like unstoppable and he was up for the manning award quarterback of I the think week it was when this, they played valparaiso it was the same oh, week Valpo. that uh brady cook was up for it last season because i remember looking at it and looking at who was going to win that week and I'm trying to find it but you need 190. Oh, there it is. 323 yards, uh, four touchdowns, and one rushing touchdown against Valparaiso. On Can you look at the December attempts? That's the craziest 3rd. part. It has pa- um, nine for 13. Yeah, all of that on nine passes. On nine he only threw nine. Eight. How many yards? 300, you said? 323. Oh, my God. He's just gotten up bombs. that Valpo secondary. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, you probably didn't play the whole game either. People's practice field, by the way. You probably shouldn't do that. Seems like a well, maybe it. that's what we have to look into. Like, did he pee on Valpo's logo before he went out and did that? I mean, if whatever works. <laughs> I'm just kidding. When like, you gotta go, this... you gotta go. Yeah, yeah. This this feels like an incident. I know Kenny and Peyton and a lot of our other friends. We play uh and and for those who who watch who have played the game Retro Bowl, they have a Retro Bowl college now, and this feels like a thing that would come up in like you know before the game like incident report your quarterback is as is being reamed by the media for peeing on the other team's logo and you can choose to either discipline him or ignore the incident seems like seems like new mexico state's ignored the incident but (laughs) yeah that's that's pretty wild um yeah don't don't do that probably Also, not sure why his friend um posted this anywhere that's a good point but but yeah, that that was just a weird situation. Not much of a friend. Uh, all right, my uh, jersey of the week. I'm giving it to uh, Kansas City Royals first baseman Vinny Pasquantino, uh, who I know nothing about. Kenny told me before uh, we cut to quick hits that he's injured for the whole year. Um, but he plays first baseman for the Royals. The Royals were giving away an autographed ball signed by him, and you had to um reply they said reply with your favorite Vinny gif or photo for a chance to win this signed pasquantino baseball um Vinny pasquantino's dad dennis decided to reply with a photo of young Vinny. uh he's like it's clearly him at like a youth baseball game it looks like it it's swift creek on the jersey drinking a capri sun holding looks like i don't know a rice crispy treat or something clearly just you know came off of a tough youth game um so he replied with that uh Vinny ended up quote tweeting him and said dad wtf so uh i don't know who won the giveaway but i kind of hope it was dennis i thought that was that was pretty funny he had a second tweet where he said you're literally on a cruise go enjoy it get off your phone <laughs> he ratioed his dad he got twelve thousand likes on it there you go bonus ratio of the week but yeah i just thought that was pretty good shout out to shout out to dennis all dennis's all right kenny you guys know it we're bringing it back again 
Every Friday show, we got guests at college. This is a fun one this week. Um, I'll tell you where I got the idea once it's over, but I need you guys to put that, put those hands up. Peyton's already on it. Jack, put them up. All right, good. the roof. Go to the raising the roof. All right, first one for this week's guest at college is former Dodgers pitcher Sandy Koufax. Hmm. I know who that. I do know who that is. I'm not that much of a baseball casual, but I don't know where he went to college. Our good friend Josh Wolf loves Sandy Koufax. That's his That's favorite true. baseball player of all time. Yeah. I feel like this could be a Northeast school. I'm not sure really. Well, I'll need another. All right, next one. Former Jacksonville Jaguars head coach, Ohio State Buckeyes head coach, Florida head coach, Utah oh, head no. coach, Urban Meyer. Okay. Have a general idea, I think. I'm on your wave that it's a north a northeast a school. Up I was hoping you said key. Doug Marone when you said former uh, Jaguars head coach because I would have buzzed in because he went to Syracuse. But I need another. God, Doug Marone said also it. he said it in the Syracuse. swamp. Exactly. Yeah, he was called Saint Ur- Doug. Urban definitely said wow. where he went to college in that Swamp Kings doc. I don't know. All if he did or not. All right. I think he did. Next one. But I don't third player, one. former Texans and Eagles linebacker. Now works for the Eagles too. Connor Barwin. Yeah. Nope. Need another one. Yeah, I I do know who that is, but no. I think of Carl, this... Connor Barwin as a Ram, but yeah, also as a Ram. Um, last one here. This one could maybe give it for Jack. NBA Hall of Famer, basketball Hall of Famer, Oscar Robertson. The big O. Oh, my God. Okay, well, that throws my guess out the window because is... there's no way Oscar Robinson went to Bowling Green. <laughs> oh, man, I don't remember where OR went to college. Oh, not that so I say remember. I didn't see him play. I mean, I don't know where he went to college. I was not alive. Uh, Dang, this is two weeks in a row. Neither of us are going to get it. I'm, I'm between somewhere in the Northeast or, like, somewhere – like Wyoming type, like Montana area, somewhere up there. Because I remember Urban Meyer being like, you know, I, w- I was raised like very disciplined. I, was, I don't know. Because it could be anywhere. You guys have no any way. guesses? Could you give us a, an additional hint, perhaps, since we don't know? Maybe, or maybe another, another player? player? Yeah. Um, there's some pretty easy ones. I mean, I can give one right off the bat, or I could go Kevin Nucleus. The Greek freak of walk. Not Greek, Greek freak of walk. Greek out of walk. <laughs> Hey, be careful how you use that. All right, Jason Kelsey. Oh, ding. Okay, say it. Didn't didn't they both go to Cincinnati? They both went to Cincinnati, and that's where I got it from. Because I watched the Kelsey documentary. I did not know any of the original four players went to Cincinnati. Oscar Robertson went to Cincinnati. Picture them. Sandy Koufax and Oscar Robertson are the two photos when you look up Cincinnati sports alumni. Good for that. OR. Bucks legend. Uh, I I think I did remember Urban Meyer saying that he went there now, that you say that in the Swamp Kings. That's why I was like, that triggered something. I was like, oh. But it was not in either of the regions I thought it was. So also not, not What were you there. thinking, Peyton, before that? What was your, would have been your guess? I was like zeroed in on Bowling Green until Oscar Robertson. Robert Same said. state, right? No. Mm-hmm. Bowling Ohio. Green is Kentucky. Oh, I thought oh. oh that's right. That's right. Cincinnati's basically in Kentucky. That's true. 
south enough. There's a All Bowling right, Green, Kentucky, but it's not where Bowling Green is. Is, oh, Bowling Green, is it in Indiana or Ohio? It's in Ohio. It's in Bowling Green, Ohio. It is in Ohio. Okay. Yeah. All right. But there, there is a, lot a of city Bowling called Greens. Bowling Green. Yeah. A lot of Bowling Greens. All right. Okay. Nice one, Kenny. Unwritten's uh, fantastic four picks are now up. We can look at the standings right now. Jack, you are six, four, and two. I am eight, two, and two. And Peyton is in second place at seven, three, and two. Looking at week four picks now. We start off in London. Falcons versus oh, yeah. Jaguars. And we're all in consensus here. Jaguars minus three. The Jags are four and five playing in London. They played in London the most of any NFL team. Second all. This could be a could be a big bounce back week. Um, after losing to the Texans in week three. Yeah, that was bad. That was bad. Stay tuned for the fraud rankings. Uh, yeah, I just kind of didn't want to bet. I, I bet the Falcons. I think we had the Falcons last week, and I was like, oh, maybe they're frisky, and then they lost. So I'm not I'm not backing them this week, especially when in Jacksonville's playing in their future home of London. Yeah, no, can't bet against the Jags in London. They're going to win and have some biscuits. Next. Next game, this is the first time we're doing an over-under on the Fantastic Four. We got Dolphins versus Bills in Buffalo. Over-under is set at 53 and a half. We're all taking the over here. We know what the Dolphins did last week with the 70 points. Maybe they've ran out of points, though. That may be something to think (laughs) about. They could have hit this over-under with what they did last week. Bills like to score, too. We're getting into some better football for both teams. We all got the over. I just hope this is kind of an instant classic. Like, I hope the Miami scoring just just doesn't stop. And, I mean, the Bills are the Bills. Yeah, no, I agree. All right, third game on the docket. Buccaneers versus Saints. Saints are favored by three in New Orleans. I don't think you guys realize who's at quarterback for the Saints this weekend. No, I know exactly I can't bet against James yeah. Winston against his former team. I'm the only one here that has the Saints minus three. You guys all, You guys both have Bucks plus three. I'm rocking with Baylor. All right. I'm off post Jameis. Um I, I, I tried to get on the wagon for post LASIK Jameis back in 2021. Didn't work. I'm off it. I'm off it now. Okay. Baker is going to do his dance and he's going to win the football game. Yeah. Baylor Mayfield is going to really win this football game. Um, I said Baker. Y- yeah. Y- no, you said, you said Baylor. Baylor. First. You did. Nope. Yep. I guess we'll let the tape do the top of talking. Yeah, yeah, that'll top Fourth game on the docket: Patriots versus Cowboys. Cowboys favored by six and a half. We got a clean sweep. The team of the United States of America, the Dallas Cowboys, got the clean sweep. I really want to flip on this. I really want to flip on this. They're not playing this game at the fake at the fake Lighthouse Stadium, but I I don't know. The Cowboys again. Stay tuned for the fraud rankings, but. I, I want to flip on it. I, I have a feeling this is just going to be a weird game for some reason, but I think I think the Cowboys will, will do the job. They need I, a bounce back. I mean, after get getting, game, we'll, get, we'll talk about what, what happened against the Cardinals. They got Josh Dobbs to one of my favorite parts about that game is everywhere on ESPN, every you know, evaluator is pointing out that there were a lot of issues with the Cowboys through the first few weeks. The Cowboys who blew out the Giants 40 to nothing and the Cowboys who blew out the Jets 30 to 10. So, I mean, there probably were weaknesses that we didn't see, um, points of regression. And we saw it against Josh Dobbs, who runs like he has shoes on, like he's a dog with shoes on. And that's – Who runs like, play. Who runs like he, he has shoes on? A dog that has Certainly. shoes on. No, I, I know what you're getting at. That was a tweet. 
somewhere. It was a tweet, and it it, I agree with it. No, 17 for exactly. 21. Shout out Josh Dobbs. Yeah, dude, Josh Dobbs, very smart. Chemical engineering or whatever. They didn't have his jersey at the stadium. They went to go make his own jersey. He couldn't do it. Damn. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> very sad. But no, All right, yeah, we'll see. we'll see. Go ahead. I'm going with a bounce back as well. I I don't believe in you, Mac Jones. I'm sorry. Uh, I don't believe in your capacity to be anyone other than Zach Wilson. Uh, if the Cowboys lose this game, it's gonna be kind of hilarious, though. So we'll see. If the Cowboys lose this game, Trey Lance. Oh, not even the second quarterback. I He's know, not. but that'll be a talking point. No, Cooper Rush is. Cooper Rush oh, is yeah, the primary that's right, backup. That's right. That's right. That's oh, right. Cooper Rush. I mean, he he came in and had some good games when occasionally. Central <laughs> um, ben, ben DiNucci. Yeah, we'll see. Patriots aren't at their no fake lighthouse. They're losing. All right. Next. I like no captain. He's the main bird. Sean East. My Sean East main bird of the week goes to Adam Wainwright. Three weeks in a row. His pitching career is over. Got the 200th win this past week, and he called it quits. He said he gave everything he got in his last start. He finishes with a 3.53 ERA in 478 games in his MLB career. What's on the docket for this weekend? I'm hoping some at-bats. The guy said that he wants to get back in the batter's box. He hasn't hit since 2021. He played in the National League his entire career. He knows how to go up to the plate. Maybe put him at the DH spot in the final game of the season on Sunday. Um, you'll know by then, by the time you're listening to this, if he's going to hit or not. He's still in the active roster. They're not taking him off. Maybe this is an opportunity to put him out there, give him some at-bats, get the wood back in his hands. Well, salute to you, Mr. Adam Wainwright, on a fantastic career that you finished with minus 2.1 war in your final year just to get that 200th win. If Once I again, and saw Adam Wainwright walking into the box, he's getting the three hardest fastballs I've ever thrown in my life right by him. Yeah, I'm like, this is a joke. We're not taking this seriously. This is my livelihood on the line. See ya, Adam Wainwright. The best thing is that they're playing the Reds this weekend, who are still trying to compete for that last wild card spot. And they're going to be taking this stuff seriously. Yeah. Maybe if the the Reds are out of contention by Sunday and they have nothing to play for, they'll be okay facing Adam Wainwright. Maybe throw him some some ephesis, you know, just toss in some curves. Some softballs. Yeah. Glad you can stop finally using him for content. I'm just kidding. <laughs> for likes. Yeah, for clicks. Ever. We um, all know what makes it what makes people listen to this show is Adam Wainwright. Yeah. My main bird of the week is the Canada Warbler. Um, you may be wondering why on earth I'm picked I've picked the Canada Warbler. Uh that's because, guys, the remnants of Hurricane Lee blew several North American uh, bird species off their migratory course, and they have now shown up um, in the western shores of Great Britain and Ireland. This has gotten the British and Irish uh, bird-watching communities in, a, in, a, in just a frenzy. I mean, uh, lots of warblers and vireos have been blown over there. This comes from the New York Times, by the way. This is a story in the New York Times about it. Um, and the first... Uh, the, the first recorded sighting of a Canada warbler in Britain happened because of this. So the Canada warbler, that is my main bird of the week. Uh, if you guys have any thoughts, I'd love to hear them. 
I need to look at what a Canada warbler looks like. It's such a funny name. I didn't know how to spell warbler. I spelled it correctly. I'm not very good at spelling. And I spelled it correctly, then looked it up, and I was right. It's a cool looking bird. It kind of looks it like those is old, kind of a cool looking looks bird. like those old Oregon uniforms with the gray and they would wear like the neon yellowish green. Yeah, you're you're Canada not warbler. wrong. You're not wrong. Old honestly, warblers. I'll put a picture of it in the YouTube for if for you can find. I'm going to try to find it while you look up yours. I'm going to try to find that. Yeah, good. Uh, good segue. Speaking of Oregon uniforms, because uh, my main bird of the week is Oregon football, specifically the Oregon football media team. Um, who did their game four? They called it cinematic recap mini movie, whatever you want to uh, name it. And they 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 went all in. They do, they doubled down against the stuff we saw it on Saturday uh, with with Colorado, all the stuff that came out with Dan Lanning, their coach. And you know, by the way, uh, for any viewers who were wondering, we don't do this show for clicks. We do this for for wins. All right, just like Dan Lanning doesn't play football game put football for clicks. Um, I'm kidding, of course, but yeah, he did have that in his speech and this, this Oregon football video, it's about six minutes long recaps, their game showed clips of Colorado, you know, like running on midfield, uh, the one guy who was mic'd up and, and, you know, saying that they were soft, that they look so small, of course, Oregon and Dan Lanning went on to destroy, um, Colorado. I do understand the irony in all of this of a team that I think for so long was looked at as all you know all kind of sauce no results like you know looked really good had all this media hype had this nike deal wears a different uniform every game um you know and yeah they're kind of milking that they just played and destroyed colorado for clicks even though that's not what they say they're about i still think it's awesome um you might as well lean into it i mean i i don't think dan lanning has any disrespect for dion but i think he was smart to turn all the attention on colorado onto his own team and use it as fuel to to get a dub so I just thought this was pretty cool. I'm also just a sucker for a great uh, hyper cinematic sports video. Yeah, Mizzou's been doing go. those too, and they're pretty good. Um, but they're yeah, cool. I'm with you there. Um, I think Dan Lanning is doing just people need to cool it a little on Dan Lanning. I, I think he's just doing what any coach would do. Um, it is what it is. I still think Colorado will be a solid team. They still definitely, I would be surprised if they didn't make a bowl game. Um, and I think they're headed in the right direction, but they were out mad against Oregon. Uh, and that was very clear, very quickly. Uh, Dan Lanning had them ready to play. He wanted to send a message like, Hey, look at us too. Shout out Dan Lanning. Peyton knows him well, actually coached at Peyton's high school in Kansas city. He's a KC yeah. guy. That's where he gets the mentality from. We like those KC guys. It's our favorite city in Missouri outside of Columbia um well yeah um, yeah i, I love Casey. pretty cool where dan lanning well, also lived william name. woods william woods legend dan lanning hoot hoot go owls shout out william woods uh um, he coached at william woods yes no, no he got his State. no it was william jewel no 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 no, no. i i thought the same thing he coached at William Jewell. He got his master's degree at William Woods. He didn't actually coach there, but he did wow, go. Man. He did attend the school. I had Those to. I owls. I got confused too, but I, I William Woods up. is the Owls and William Jewell is the Cardinals. This dude's a big bird guy. William Woods is a basketball gym is uh, very interesting. The bleachers aren't like actual bleachers. It's just like big padded like steps that everyone sits on. Fun fact nice. for you guys. Uh, that, those are football fans. If I've ever seen yeah. one. Shout out his wife as well. She beat cancer. So we love some oh. warriors in the house. Nice. On the football field. And, you know, just at home. So yeah. shout we're, out almost in, we're almost in October. 
yeah. or uh, cancer awareness. There you go. All right. Best things we learned. Peyton. Best thing I learned this week. Uh, new Mizzou catcher, Jedier Hernandez, who we've talked about on this show. He's a transfer from Seton Hall. Uh, people have been raving about his defense. And I guess it's pretty fitting because as I found out over the weekend, uh, Hernandez is a cousin of the catching Molina brothers, including Yadier Molina. Um, this is a tweet from Joe Healy, D1. Um, it's quote uh, tweeting uh, T.R. Robertson, who of course is like the premier Mizzou baseball fan on Twitter. Um, and he was the one that broke it to me, basically, that Yadier Molina and Jadier Hernandez are cousins. And Kenny brought up a good point too. Jadier Hernandez wears the Molina catching here. Isn't that right yeah i yeah. remember we were when when he like officially announced he was coming to mizzou this past summer i was like looking at the photos I'm like he's wearing like yadi's catching gear same color same design the old rawlings one with the gold on the front gold plate i was like this guy you know he looks just he has like the stuff and he i think he went by yadi as well like that's his nickname just like his I cousin think, i think i made a tiktok about that because i remember that vividly too because that is pretty cool so yeah good good fact Kenny, what'd you learn? Best thing I learned this week is that Super Bowl legend, Patriots legend. You listening to this, Jack? Malcolm Butler is now works at my high school in Houston, Texas. He's the defensive backs coach for the St. Thomas Eagles. Congrats to him on the new position, looking like to start his coaching career on the right foot. And you know, something cool to mention here is that the old offensive coordinator at my high school now works for the Texans. So I mean you can move up anywhere and pipeline. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Congrats. Whatever. I wish him the best. I, it's not his fault that he gave me pain. It was Pete Carroll's. The ironic part of this, Kenny, is you texted me that while I was watching. The Seahawks are like doing a couple part like YouTube doc thing about their 2013 or 2014 Super Bowl victory. And I was watching that when you texted that to me. So that was very a very humbling moment while I was like re- reliving all of those great memories but yeah congrats to him i won't you know i won't hold no resentment that was what 10 years ago almost now nine that's years ago think. That's, 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 isn't that wild yeah that's that's i was like that's why the seahawks are doing that documentary because their super bowl victory was 10 years ago and it's like kind of mad though. go ahead why no no why are you mad because they don't mention that it's a gerard johnson who's now the quarterback's coach for the texans He's been around, you know, he's played in the NFL. He went to Texas A&M. They don't even mention on his Wikipedia page that he coached at my high school. If I knew the years, I'd put it on here. Um, but they just <laughs> have him working for the Hartford – or, sorry, the San Francisco 49ers, uh, Indianapolis Colts, Indianapolis Colts again, Vikings, and now the Texans. And that sucks. Yeah, Dan Lanning, the first thing on his Wikipedia is that he was a coach at the DC. Park Hill South. Yeah. My high schools had no famous coaches, not even close. Um, but congrats to congrats to Malcolm Butler. My best thing I learned this week, uh, I think this is was going to be pretty obvious for anyone who listens to this show that knows uh, where I'm from because I'm uh, the best thing I learned this week involves Damian Lillard. He was traded. Obviously, that's just a big deal in general. Um, but he got traded in pretty shocking fashion to my team, the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, so I was very, very excited yesterday or on Wednesday. Um, rather when that news dropped um, still can't really believe it um, 
it, it was it was you know they they kind of started to be in the in the rumor mill for him a little bit but then the trade just kind of dropped out of nowhere um as a three-team deal for everyone that saw deandre Ayton's a blazer yusuf nurkic is a son um but I, i'm just i mean i'm just so excited like this was a move the bucks had to make uh because of you know they kind of want to do a Giannis, bring a superstar in they got a you know, a chance to do it and capitalize on it for not a big price. I am very sad. Drew holiday is gone. I loved drew holiday. got his Jersey last year. He said he was a buck for life. Um, and if he gets traded to a fellow Eastern conference contender, he will be out for blood and that will be terrifying. But overall, I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm just hyped guys. Like, like, you know, bucks can now, you know, compete for titles for the next couple of years. It's one of the scariest duos in the league. Um, and also Jimmy Butler is a loser because he posted a video saying the Bucks need to be looked in for two for tampering, uh, which is just just loser behavior. Tyler Hero also quote tweeted that and said facts. Tyler Hero is the one who uh, is the reason Damian Lillard's not in Miami right now. So suck it, losers. I'll go full homer. I don't care. That was loser behavior. But welcome, Dame. I'm hyped. I'm I have hyped. two tweets oh. to mention here. Damian Lillard was asked maybe two years ago, they said, please come to Milwaukee. And he quote tweeted, no, maybe he doesn't want to be there. Second one, Damian Lillard's nickname. What is it? Dame Dame Dalla? Dame time. What is Giannis's? Dame Dalla. Because that is his nickname. Dame time is just like what happens when. What is Giannis's nickname? The Greek freak. Freak time. Freak time. <laughs> oh, I got to say, it was another tweet I saw. It was very good. If good I, if I knew the person tweet, I'd give him credit, but shout I, out. I saw guy. the, my favorite is the, the Adam Silver, get ready to learn cheese, buddy. That was, that was my favorite one. Also, this reminds me, and I, I'm going to pitch this to you guys live instead of off air. Like I was gonna, I was wondering, we got NBA starting in like a month. If I could do a quiz with you guys where I name uh, players who have made moves, like not big. Stop shaking your head. Stop, stop yeah. it. No, no, no. I, I'm just going to name players, and you have to name what new team they're on. I won't make it super obvious, fun. but I won't make it oh, super who hard. play for? Yeah, yeah, kind of like who like, play for. That guy like plays for who? Moved. Yeah, like who? people who have moved this offseason that you maybe have forgotten. Who does this like player play for? Yes, I, I would do it. Sure. I'll play that. All right, I'll, I'll come up with the list. We'll do that before the NBA season. Also, um... Shout out Bleacher Report for being dumb. They tweeted a photo of Damon Giannis uh, photoshopped with the Milwaukee skyline behind it. It's not the Milwaukee skyline. It's actually Calgary. So just be better. Well, That's all I'm going to say. Suburbs don't get skylines. So. Shut up, Peyton. <laughs> Title town. Ratio of the this week. Is- yeah, ratio. You got something? Are you mad? Are you still mad about this? You still no, no, about no, 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 no. I, I'm mad about the suburb thing. The only other thing I was going to say is like, in terms of Wisconsin sports, this is like the biggest deal in in Wisconsin sports history, like ever. So it's this is that like yeah, Christian that we're on a no. This is far bigger than Christian Yelich. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't it even. Is. Oh, how yeah. many MVPs does Damian Lillard have? Hmm, zero. How many does Christian Yelich have? One. But like, no, the, the whole thing is oh, it's like you know two? he was. Huh? I thought Yelich, Yelich only has one MVP. Yelich only has one. It's just one. What I was going to say, I find it interesting we're on a Mizzou sports podcast and you are wearing a Wisconsin polo. No comment. Anyways, what's the ratio? It's cold today. Ratio what's of the, the ratio? week. 
Uh, shout out Luther, Bur- Luther Burden fan page at Luther for Heisman on X. This is a, a great sequence here. If you guys didn't see SEC Shorts, did a full video, full three and a half minute video on Missouri and about their shot going to the playoff this year. It was, it was kind of funny. I, I didn't really have an issue with it other than they called Brady Cook Connor Cook, which is the weirdest part. Uh, Luther Burden fan page replied, not funny, plus ratio, plus Connor Cook is not a real person, plus this is extremely cringy. He got 117 likes. Some guy named Justin Goss, kind of a weird last name. What will be funny is when OU flips on Mary, when you guys go on a five-game losing streak, he got five replies and one like. One of those replies was from Luther Burden fan page. What will be funny is when Stone flips to Mizzou, LOL, 48 likes to just one like. Uh, Shout out Luther Burden fan page. Uh, They're a lot of fun on Twitter. Okay, my one question about this guy. (laughs) Uh, about this do you guys know the context behind this david stone thing i actually don't i was gonna ask and i didn't know if i was dumb for not knowing so david stone of course five star who is committed who is a d lineman that's committed to um uh oklahoma the joke this past week because ou fans just um love to say oh no he's gonna flip to mizzou uh, and it, to the point of annoyance, um, Mizzou, just a few Mizzou fans on X just decided, let's just pretend David Stone is about to flip to Mizzou. And they <laughs> started to literally just tweet the news I just heard about David Stone. And then just a few people would tweet eyeball emojis. And it was <laughs> so fun. It got out of hand to the point where aggregate accounts on CFB were just tweeting eyeballs Mizzou. Like, um, I know there was like a Power Mizzou thread about it. I mean, it was like out of hand. And I mean, Show Me Zoo on Twitter, who's like one of the big Mizzou accounts, just tweeted, uh, make sure to check in on at Parker Thorne, not Thune, but Thorne, (laughs) um, for the latest update on David Stone to Mizzou. Um, So, yeah, it was just a big, giant troll, and it really caught fire. So, well done by all of them uh but that was the context behind this gotcha that's that is hilarious mizzou fans are are pretty great most of the time on on x i've no like they're just they're just pretty funny good trolls. I, I agree. I, go, go ahead kenny do you have something david stone does have an offer from missouri i think drink was to jump in on this one should we add should we add Things fuel to the fire heard. you heard it here first david stone eyeball eyeball emoji tiger Tiger, huh? Huh? Should I put him in the? Should I do a clutch points thumbnail for the YouTube and just put his like giant like face with a bunch of question marks about it, and then like a, a Mizzou logo? Yeah, a Mizzou logo. I I know these these kids sometimes will name search themselves. Maybe not. I mean, David Stone is a five star. He's a big deal. There's gonna be a lot of people writing about him. I just wonder if he knows about this and he's name searching himself. He's like, why are Mizzou fans talking about me? I never gave Mizzou a thought. My, my like my two schools were Oklahoma and Miami. Uh, did I click the wrong M school? Uh, <laughs> it's, I kind of feel bad for the guy if he does have to deal with that. But I mean, no one's making fun of him. They're just making fun he of Oklahoma care. fans. Yeah. The, what he would be IMG. the be- shout out? What What would be the best part of this is is Drinkwitz gets word of this and he's like, oh, maybe I'll just try really hard to recruit him. Fans seem to like him, and then it it cycles all the way back, and he actually ends up committing. Just he gets a, him just in a huge, area. yeah, just a huge absolute spin zone of of recruiting prowess just because of a troll that's pretty good i I gotta be honest also this video i did not like it at all (laughs) 
I didn't think it was very funny. I, I'm gonna be honest. I'm not an SEC shorts guy. Really, I'm not into those videos. So, it pers- just personally, I, I don't know. It is what it is. But good, they're getting a little bit of attention. I mean, I, I don't know. It is what it is. And yeah, what? I'm sorry. Wasn't so? Who did they call him? Connor Cook. Connor Cook. They called him Connor Cook. I guess I didn't watch the video. Was there a guy named Connor yes. Cook who played? Yeah. Okay. Who? Michigan what? State. Okay, yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Because he was, quarter- was like he a quarterback. Him. Yeah, okay. played for the Raiders. Yeah. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm he played in a playoff game for the Raiders. Did Mizzou have a guy named Connor? Cook? He did. No, they had a guy named Connor Wood and Case Cook. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay, maybe I'm just combining. Both of them I'm not were sure. Really, really good. <laughs> no, I know they weren't. I know neither of them were good. But okay, I was just. I just wanted to make sure I was confused. All right. Yeah, shout out Luther Burden fan page. Shout out to all the great, uh, you know, Mizzou accounts. They all they all interact with our stuff on Twitter, and we appreciate that. So, um, shout out. All right, we'll segue. We will finish the show with fraud, fraud rankings, NFL Week Three. All right, we're gonna finish the show. It's Friday show, which means we have an NFL Week to recap, and the only way we know how to do that is, of course, with our fraud, fraud, fraud. I'm wearing the glasses. Take it away. Disclaimer real quick. I did say last week, week two is always the hardest week to call call frauds. Week three is even harder. I'll say that some teams have two wins. Some teams have two losses. Some teams have three wins. Some teams have three losses. We're going to start it off with the Tennessee Titans. Big loss to the Cleveland Browns. Deshaun Watson knows him well. Doing the little waddle. Doing the Deshaun Watson. He threw a ball backwards in this game. He threw a ball backwards. Two touchdowns for Deshaun Watson. Titans only score three points. They are now one and two. Fraud. Fraud. He's looking for the light. What's what's he looking at? (laughs) Fraud. Fraud sneeze. Fraud Fraud, sneeze. Fraud. Fraud. Titans are so bad they made him sick. (laughs) They made me sick. We're looking at the Jaguars. Now, we mentioned this a little bit earlier. The Jaguars, we're staying in the AFC South. Let's go on Jacksonville. The Jaguars losing to the Houston Texans. Are you a Stroud boy? I'm a Stroud boy. We love Stroud on this podcast. And now now the the Jaguars are going on on to London. They bounce back in London. Going to drink. Going to eat their biscuits. Fraud. Fraud. In second place this week. We're going to Atlanta. The Atlanta Falcons, who looked good uh-huh. to start uh-huh. here. Two good wins. They said, don't doubt them. Don't count them out. You know who counted them out? The Detroit Lions. The Lions, 20-6. to Detroit, fraud. <laughs> Atlanta, <laughs> never going to win another game this uh-huh. season. Number two. Number two. The battle of Baltimore. The Baltimore Colts rolling into their old stomping grounds, taking on the depressed fraud poets wins. of the now Baltimore Gardner Minshew, I must ask you a question. Is Lamar Jackson good at football? No, he's not because he didn't score a touchdown. Fraud, fraud, fraud. 22-19 Colts. And in first place, the fraud champions of the week. Number one in the fraud rankings. We know this already. It's them boys. The Cowboys, America's team. What happened in Arizona? frauds. America frauds. They wanted to be a good team last year. They couldn't get to Arizona to win the Super Bowl. They can't win in Arizona this year. They are the frauds of the week. Josh Dobbs. Frauds. He runs He runs like he's got shoes on. Fraud, 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 a dog fraud. with shoes on. How about them cow frauds? Stephen A. Smith laughing. Nice. Frauds. 
good fraud rankings. That's week three. Um, we'll be back with week four and we will be back on Monday. Uh, we'll have a, a little show Saturday, obviously, as we, as we've done all season with the Missouri cap, Mizzou Vanderbilt three 30. Um, we'll hop on to talk a little bit about that and then, uh, everyone can tune in Monday. Hope everyone has a fun and safe weekend. This has been the unwritten rule presented by bet online, and we will see everybody on Monday.